So, funny story. Yeah. This week, Carl flew to Las Vegas to go meet his idol, Shuli. <laughs> my idol. Okay. Yeah, he's Carl's idol. People don't know this. Yeah. And uh, I got to meet my idol, and I only had to drive like 45 minutes away. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is your idol? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, listen, I've heard you talk he's about... He's higher on the list than Bill Cosby, I've heard you talk about a thousand wrestlers. Never has Hacksaw's name come up. What? Do you not Fucking turn liar. around and look on the set? I, is there a Hacksaw Jim Duggan autographed card on the set right now? No, right there is. Me. Of it's, course, now there is. No, that's been there, dude. Okay. That's been there for a very, very long time. I'm I going to be know, adding. I happen to know you CGI'd that in all of our past episodes just to make it look like I'm lying. No, you are lying. And I have a finally, finally got an autographed 2x4 from Hacksaw. It's a lot of Congratulations. fun. Congratulations. I'm going to beat you with it. Let's start the show. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Creepos. Is that because of I was away video? You played that for me specifically? No, I played that you for... You missed me that much? For all of the people who give me shit all the time and were still bitching about how much they missed us this week because we weren't live on Monday. Well, they want to goof on us. They hate watch. They do hate watch. Yeah. That's all right. I know what I don't do. Wait watch. Now, <laughs> welcome to the Creep Off, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have a special guest in studio joining us all the way from Alfred, New York, by way of New Zealand. Give it up for my man, Steve Wrigley. Hey, what's up? Hello, Steve. You, welcome to creeps? the show. Do you call them creeps? Is that what they are? Creepos. Creepos. Hello, creepos. Very yeah. good. Steve has a charming, whimsical voice, but he's a creep just like the rest of us, oh, yeah. so he'll fit right in today. And uh, in honor of Steve being here, I'll uh, let the cat out of the bag. We are doing Creepiest New Zealander. That's right. And who knew that there were creepy New Zealanders? Like seven people in that country. Yeah, like three of the four could qualify for this show. Yeah. How they all reproduce, it's amazing. Yeah, that's the big problem is if there's a guy who's a creep, we're like, oh, well, we can't really... We can't make you a social outcast because then there'll just be six of us. Right, right. right? He's part of the football club. What are you going to do? Yeah, and it's also really hard to just kind of be kicked out when there are only seven people because you're kind of always... You're sort of always there. Right. You can't you, you know. can't lose the mailman. You gotta keep the mailman <laughs> that's, on. That's the right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> All right, well that's gonna be fun. But I feel like before we get too far into this, we need to discuss what happened this last week? Wow. Fucking space and time imploded. Yeah, Vinny was proven to be incorrect by the courts of the United States that of America. That is so far from fucking correct. Pennsylvania thinks you're wrong about no. this show. No, no. <laughs> what Pennsylvania thought? What Pennsylvania <laughs> thought, Carl, yeah. was that Bill apparently... Cosby, upstanding citizen. That's not what they did. No. I want to point out that OJ, no. while he didn't murder his no. wife... Did steal that memorabilia and held that guy at God gunpoint. God damn it. 
Bill Cosby was let out of prison yes. because of a handshake deal that a prosecutor who left to go f- defend Donald Trump for Are some fucking reason. Are we doing this for reason. real? Are we really doing this for real? I'm just telling yeah. everybody. People, people know why he was let out, Biddy. Nobody thinks he's innocent. It was we a- know. I actually don't know why he was let out. I know he got out, and I'm really confused about how... You, I mean, nothing in this country does surprise me anymore. Well, they used but. a confession that he only gave under the guise that that would never be used against him in a criminal case. So it was thrown out for that reason, because it they was said, a civil lawsuit that yeah. he confessed under. He, he went and did the, um, what do they call it, the deposition. Yeah. And to sit under the deposition, the deal was, I'll do the deposition if you promise not to use anything from this to prosecute me later. <laughs> right. Which... Who the fuck wait. makes that deal? Wait, 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 but wait. So you're essentially going, like, it's like mum and dad catch you with a smashed cookie jar. Yeah. And you go, I'll tell you everything you want to know about the smashed cookie jar, but if I tell you the truth, you're not allowed to, there's no punishment. There's no sent to my room. There's no docking of my allowance. I and just, then he goes, yeah, I'll rape the bitch. And then <laughs> they prosecuted him anyway. Yep. <laughs> It's unfucking. So real. let's get to it, Vinny. But wait, you... here's what I don't get though. He got off because he did that. So he said, "I did it," and they went, "Oh, we can't, we can't arrest him now, guys." Well, no, they Oops. did arrest him. He spent years in prison, and I think he's got an unlawful imprisonment suit. Oh, he's oh my gonna God. sue. He's gonna sue. Yes, absolutely. He's for going sure. To. That was a mistrial. That was a misdeed done. And oh. somewhere down that long list of grievances, well, he's gonna sue Vinnie Paulino of the creep off because <laughs> the, you have slandered yes, him correct. on a podcast. Correct. You you, shut the fuck up, Wrigley. You're going to have to book him for the Rickles room. He's going to be here for a whole weekend. We already had the conversation. <laughs> Would we book Cosby? The Would answer you, is, yeah. Would you really? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think you would. Probably not. It's kind of fucked. There are some people that have been canceled that would be booked. I mean, if yeah, Bill Cosby's, Cosby's coming to your club, do you get a choice whether you book him or not? That's true. That's I think he just point. shows up and you go, no, we don't want you. And he goes, too bad. I'm fucking yeah. here anyway. We learned on the last episode that if you're a club owner, you can expect to wake up drug next to his friend. <laughs> Fuck. So... All right. So let's talk about the voting, Vinny, since obviously you were wrong last week and your uh, entire premise sucked. What's the final vote here? Carl with 53% of the vote. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm getting used to this, Vinny. I'm getting used to this winning thing. It's working out pretty well for us. Where does that put me up? Two to zero? You are up two to nothing. Okay. Hey, I got a quick question for you. What's the status with your consequence that you've been ignoring for weeks at a time now? Mm. We haven't even talked Let's about, about is, your consequence. What was the, what was the consequence? So he has, I have to do Creeps and Roses season two. Yes. And I'm waiting for McBride for a date. It looks like the first episode will be out next Tuesday. Don't tell me McBride is busy. He's a mailman. That's now. a lie. And you know that. <laughs> He's a New Zealand mailman now. Uh, listen, Tuesday, next Tuesday. See okay. you next Tuesday, Creepos. Excellent. All okay. Right. Now, Carl, yes. I actually got a message from someone before we get into the contest that had an interesting idea about your consequence Mm. and boy you're gonna wish you didn't bring this up just now okay because i think that i'm gonna let the creepos vote on this and decide what they want to do we had originally said for the seven second porn challenge you had to do it out of soup in the supermarket or a place where there's a lot of people sure well one astute viewer came up with an interesting idea they said what if we all vote and if we vote uh carl should have to do this on the plane on the way to chicago at the beginning of the flight Blast poured on his phone, on the airplane, on the way to Chicago. 
does Carl want to get arrested by the Federal Aviation Authority? I feel like everybody should vote. I think if you want to see Carl, do it on the airplane. We'll put up a poll on Twitter. You could vote. If you want to see Carl hold off a plane in handcuffs for blasting pornography in a federally controlled space. How about this? Vote yes. How about this? No. Either that or I have to sneak a gun on the airplane. Do I get the choice <laughs> if they vote on it? <laughs> I actually kind of, that would be quite good. That would be pretty sweet, right? The really worrying thing would be the moment where you go, that was way too easy. That was to way do. too easy. <laughs> well, kids, uh, we'll let you vote this week. You can decide. Uh, Carl got very quiet. Now, how are we going to do the order this week? Only Normally- because, Vinny, honestly, uh, you just traumatized me because I just spent 10 hours of my life, life recently on airplanes with a fucking mask on. It's the last place in the world you still have to wear a mask for some reason. It's so uncomfortable. Airplanes are the most uncomfortable place in the world anyway. And then you can't wham, breathe wham. while you're my doing daddy, it. My daddy, my daddy, wham! Shut up. And now you want me getting on the no flight list because I'm watching fucking <laughs> porn? <laughs> See, the, the thing about I do the, want that. Yes, I want that. I yes, know you do. Very so much. the thing about the grocery store is you do it, you smile, your face turns red, and you walk away. On an airplane, you sit next to that person for another two hours. I'm not going to rest till you're on the sex offender registry, sir. I, I know. I can tell that. Now, listen, kids. <laughs> we're going to have to make Carl actually, go first. I don't know if I can do this show. Actually, I'm worried. The consequence. I don't want to go it's to jail. Yeah. I know. Seriously. I didn't realize I was putting my freedom on the line. All <laughs> yeah. right, let's go. Well, I guess I'll just have to do a podcast with Brian McBride, which is almost as bad. Oh, wow. I prison. So, there. I yeah. think I'd rather go to federal prison, to be right. honest. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I guess it's time to start the contest and find out who is the creepiest New Zealander. Uh, I will go sec. Carl will go first because he won. I will go second. And, Steve, you have the honor of finishing us off. Oh, fantastic. Right you all over your fl- face. You fluff each it. other up, and I'll just come <laughs> in at the end for some vigorous finishing. Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. My creep is Floyd of the Concord season two. What a piece of shit that was. <laughs> After the first season was so fantastic. <laughs> there wasn't a funny fucking song to be had that entire season. What hey, was that? Hey, Carl. Steve's really good friends with Reese Darby. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they know. They know they laid a turn. <laughs> they know they fucked up. <laughs> they know they fucked it up. That's why they stopped doing it. He's just it. all of a sudden going to the water. Now Steve is traumatized. Carl's traumatized. <laughs> It's a good show. This is a good episode. All right, all right. My actual creep. I was wondering why you laughed so hard at that, Vinny. Because I just watched Steve's face on the monitor. Wasn't that funny? He just quietly was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I just told everybody I know to watch this. (laughs) Yes, that's right. He did just send out a note to all his friends. Oh, shit. I don't know these people. I was kidnapped. I woke up here. Uh, but yeah, Flight of the Concord season two was not as good as this. It wasn't as good as the first one, correct? But that's what happened Would you agree, Steve, like... that it was utter shit? Not that it was utter <laughs> shit. Would you agree that it was the worst show that they shouldn't even bother for making it? The Kristen Wiig episode was decent. That was a yeah. decent episode. And there was like one other one that was good. <laughs> but but <laughs> they're right. still doing a hell of a lot better than Your the Your consequence is to name that other episode that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thanks. (laughs) All right. Dude, that's better than fucking something Vinny would come up with. Vinny would be like, oh, you've got to go into a school filled with children covered in peanut butter and see what happens. In the cafeteria, (laughs) and you don't acknowledge anyone. Um, Can you do your Vinny impression again? I want to hear that. Oh, it's me, Vinny. He just sounds like an angry (laughs) Australian. All right, so I am bringing... What a good old, what a good phony invitation you got there, Stevie. What is that? All right, Steve, that's enough, all right? Calm down. Give, let me talk me. That was Vinny oh, doing that an was impression Vinny? of me. Wow. Spot on. No, no it was idea. not spot on. All right, so my creep this week is a guy named Malcolm Roy. 
What's that you say there, Cole? Malcolm Rua is a New Zealander who had uh, a bit of an issue with raping women. He was way into it. Who's your guy? Malcolm Rua. Okay. All right. And uh, this is just a little bit on him. There were over 25 women that he raped and attacked. Convicted um, of 25. Convicted. And that, so those are the ones we know about. And that's, he served less than one year per, per victim. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what's going on over in New Zealand. 22 years convicted of raping. Uh, excuse me, you can't even keep Bill Cosby in for five minutes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Damn it. <laughs> he got me with his legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah, in those courts, you get you have to wear a powdered wig, but they let you off a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, at least this guy's done one year. Like, fuck, bro, you guys get a rapist, and you're like, oh, just let him go next week. He'll learn his lesson. 22 years with 25 victims. But what type of rape are we talking about? And one of the victims explains the attack. My attack was what's called a blitz attack, which means it was hard and fast. So I suffered some very, very intense and incredibly painful blows to the head and also one that clipped my jaw. Just to give you an example of uh, the level of violence, the first blow to the back of my head split my head open about that much and I obviously lost a lot of blood. And it was just the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And, you know, I, I knew straight away, I thought to myself, I'm going to be raped. I accepted that instantly. I was asking myself the question, am I going to die? Is, is this gonna be the end of my life? Spoiler, she did not die. Huh, she did not die from that. Uh, how did his family describe this gentleman? A member of his family has described Malcolm Rewa to us as evil, one of this country's most brutal criminals. Sentenced in the 90s to preventive detention for attacks on 25 women. Preventive detention, you familiar with this concept? Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about it when we get to my creep. But okay. go ahead and explain it to the people so I don't have to do it later. I was hearing a lot about this. But it's almost like they're like, okay, you've raped 25 people. We're guessing there might be a few more unless we do a little preventive detention. It's not a prison sentence. It's just like, you're a naughty guy. And we feel like if we just let you hang out and live your life. It's like, all right, listen, doing this. you're going out tonight. You could go out, but you're leaving your keys. It's pretty much <laughs> right, what's going yeah, exactly. On. But isn't that just exactly what jail is? It's like you put someone away. Because you're worried that they're going to rob a house again. Well, no, it's punishment. It's supposed to be a punishment, not preventive detention. We think you might do this again. So no weekends for you. So who are the creeps? The New Zealand government here? Well, it's funny you say that. Let's talk about Susan Burdett, one of these victims. The Susan Burdett homicide has a complicated and very sad history. She was raped and murdered in her home in 1992. And a year later, 17-year-old Taina Porter was arrested and sent to prison, where he would spend the next 21 years. You heard that right. A 17-year-old named Taina Pora was convicted of rape and murder of Susan Burdett. Turns out officials paid his aunt $5,000 and other witnesses to the tune of $15,000 total to testify against him. Wait a second. You're telling me that the New Zealand court system yes. actually just flat out wrote a check to people as witnesses? To testify against him. Also, there was a nine-hour interrogation. Get the fuck out of here. There was a nine-hour interrogation during which he confessed without an attorney present. Um, were they paying them, or was it compensation for lost wages? Like, if you have to go... 
and give testimony over the course of like a week, then you have to take that time off work. So were they actually getting paid? Or you're were they... not representing New Zealand right now. You don't have to stick up for New Zealand. No, I'm just curious because you're like, <laughs> you're like, uh, oh, they're paying fucking guys. All right, well, that, that's a good and point. By the way, we don't have lawyers. We call them bingy bongies. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> that's a good point. You have to go to bingy bongy school, and if you uh, do something illegal, like if you did what Giuliani's been up to, you'd get disbarred from the bingy bongy bar, and it'd be really bad. That's it. You New Zealanders talk in U.S. politics. I, I won't stand for it. Yeah, we're just going to make fun of your whole entire court system. <laughs> but don't you get involved in our legal bingy-bongy. Satana Pora was born with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder caused by his mother's drinking during pregnancy. His father was never around, and his teenage mother died of cancer when he was four. So this guy's a victim, and uh, he's a victim of the court system. He's a victim of—this is horrible. This guy isn't a creep. Basically, they brought him in. They they brought up they brought in Tana Pora and— Convinced him to confess to the rape and murder of this Susan. Burdett. So we don't know that he did anything. He could. They could have just. You're, fucking... you're losing. You're losing the narrative here. I'm talking about a whole different person. Okay. Tana Pora. Yeah. We're, my creep is Malcolm Rawat. Right. Okay. In 1999, Malcolm Rawat was convicted of rape after they discovered his semen inside Susan Burdett. So, so he actually did it. He actually was convicted of raping her, but not murder. In 2000, Pora received a retrial because of this new evidence and was convicted again. He was found guilty for a second time. Of the same crime. Of the same crime. So your creep is the New Zealand penal system. It might be. Hold on. Let's get through this story because I'm not sure which one is creepier here. (laughs) This is insane. Yes. In 2016, Pora was finally awarded a sum of $3.5 million dollars in compensation and received a government apology for being wrongfully convicted of rape and murder. We'd like to apologize. But they still hadn't convicted this guy, Malcolm Rua, of the murder. They just said, okay, now we know it wasn't Pora. So Rua, this is going back to 2016, he's up for parole in 2018. And they're going, we got to retry this guy. And a lot of the victims are saying... To the New Zealand police, can we please retry this? Because now this is a cold case. We don't have anyone who was convicted of this murder. So shouldn't the system that messed up the case do something to fix its mistakes? Well, no, say the police. They can't. Or they won't. <laughs> the guy's like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Uh, we we said we were sorry to the <laughs> other guy. What else do you people need? <laughs> and the funny thing is that the police... Oh, wow. Remember, this guy was around for years raping women. The very first victim went to the police back in 1987. We've spoken to another woman attacked on New Year's Eve 1987, the first of Malcolm Brewer's serial rapes. And it's right then, at the very outset, that the investigation goes wrong. Because she gave police Rewa's name, but it took them six months to go and see him. And when they did, they believed his alibi without even checking it. So some of these victims have a theory that this guy was a police informant and working for the police and they were letting him get away with this shit. Now, I don't know if that's true. That seems crazy to me. I, I would have heard about it. It's New Zealand's too small. I would have heard about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so now yeah, I guess that goes your theory. Now remember, they found the guy's semen in, in this woman, so you're thinking, well, she was raped and then murdered. It was probably him. 
He went to court. They finally did try him because uh, the Green Party came in and said, yeah, we need to reopen this. Mm-hmm. So they did retry him. And this is him from court explaining when they said, yeah, but your semen was in her. He goes, yeah, yeah, she was my girlfriend. And they go, no, that that's not true. Just because I'm a bad person doesn't mean to say I'm a liar. Yeah, good people lie too. Just because I'm a bad person doesn't mean I'm lying. It's yeah, that's, just my girlfriend. That's your, that's your classic. That's the classic thing that a liar would say. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's your classic. I'm not lying. There's, there's a loophole. Sure? Yeah. That's just what a liar would say. Honest people tell lies too, you know. Yeah. Um, so, thankfully, he was convicted of that murder. And uh, before he was convicted of the murder, though, there was a documentary made about him. And they state this, which I think sums up my case this week. If Malcolm Brewer were charged and convicted of murder, he would move to the top of the list of this country's most shameful criminals. Never before have we had a serial rapist who's attacked so many women and also killed. That's right. Top of the list, baby. I picked number one. Vote for Carl. Carl, you call that a rapist? Jesus. Well, I got a rapist. I, do you want to be on the show anymore? <laughs> this is brutal. I mean, it, I'm, I'll... You'll entertain it? All right. I'm, I'm here for the long haul, I guess. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard a fancy story from Carl. It was a pretty good Mr. story. Mr. Las Vegas. I'm still not sure who Carl's creep was. Was it the guy or the New Zealand police force? Steve, just strap in. It doesn't matter. Okay. We'll let the listeners sort it out later. <laughs> they finally got it Let's right. not help him. Let's just leave his bubble mess <laughs> All right, there. yeah. I had no idea what was going on, Vinny. I believe in you. You're an excellent broadcaster, consummate professional. Wait a second. Are you just bringing in... Are you just bringing in apologists now as our third Vinny chair? Vinny gave me 20 bucks before the show. To no, What? That's like, 20, a, that's like 10000 in New Zealand yeah, dollars. I was going to say, yeah, okay. I'm fucking buy a house now, back on. So, <laughs> Carl, you made one interesting distinction here in okay. your thing. You said he is the most prolific rapist in New Zealand history. No, no. That murdered. Not, no, no. That yes. killed. Right, right, right. right, right, right. One right. of the most shameful criminals of all time. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, that's yes. much better than prolific. I would like to go with the even more shameful, right. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the first result of Google. Here comes Mitty with the first no, result. No, 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 no. <laughs> Joseph Thompson. Uh, this guy grew up in Wellington, which I believe is your hometown, Steve. Uh, it is, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that in Australia? It's Wellington is a suburb in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So it's New Zealand. Uh, leaving school at age 15, Joseph joined a gang known as the Stormtroopers. Oh, sweet. No, this is 1974. Da, da, this was da, before da, Star da, da, Wars. Da, 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 da. This, this is when being a Stormtrooper was not a good thing. Yes, and that, like, <laughs> fucking, I'm a Nazi yeah. is what it meant. Remember the Stormtroopers, member? <laughs> he, he, nobody in the gang could shoot anyone. They were terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're all bad yeah, shots. Yeah. <laughs> and their armor sucked. In 1974, he was arrested for the first time for stripping cars for conversion, and he was sent to live with his mother. In 1976, he was charged with attempting to steal a car and was disqualified from driving and was on probation. He appeared before the court several more times for drunk driving, driving while disqualified, and suspected arson. This is all before the age of 1983, so he's still in his very early 20s. Okay. He's still in his very early 20s, is my point. Yep. Well, his girlfriend... I'm four years old at the time. Right. His, his first girlfriend, who he had two children I with... Was, uh, I was wearing an O.J. Simpson's jersey in nineteen. No, you it's were not. Still celebrating many good seasons. You guys are triggering me. You're triggering me on purpose. I was definitely watching the Cosby show at the time. Yes, we were watching yes. the Cosby show with Guaranteed. our O.J. Simpson jersey on. That we got that in New Zealand. Well, he had two kids, 
And uh, his girlfriend left him because she could no longer accept his lifestyle. He, I mean, he's a drunk, low-level gang criminal. He's a high school dropout. And uh, she really didn't appreciate the way he beat her up all the time. Okay. He was, she wasn't a fan of it. Okay. She wasn't a fan of the way she, he beat up her and the children. You go, girl. Yeah, so she decided to leave. So a little bit later, March 1983, Joseph went to go visit a buddy of his who lived next door to a really hot young lady. His friend wasn't home when he showed up there, so he decided to make an unannounced visit to the woman next door. He broke into her house, hid in there till she came home and went to bed, waited for her to fall asleep, then raped her at knife point. Okay. That was his first rape, and you know what? Why wait till she falls asleep? She's just going to wake up immediately. Right, but he got the drop on her was yeah. his thing. He didn't want the struggle, but we're going to talk about how much he enjoyed the struggle later. Uh, oh, I hate when Vinny says we're going to do something later. It means he's got paragraphs and paragraphs. This oh, began. Six pages I saw before. Oh, fuck. You only gave me 20 bucks? <laughs> this began the South Auckland serial rapist reign of terror. This motherfucker was one of the most ingenious and dedicated rapists I've ever read about. Okay. It's fucking unreal. I don't know Th why you're so proud of him. Yeah. I'm not proud of him. I'm just saying he's better than yours. My rapist <laughs> is way better at, at being a creep than yours is. I'm not saying Jeez, I'm proud ladies. of him. I mean, just, it's like going to a football game and everyone's like, you're way too proud of your kid. And you're like, I'm not proud of my kid. I just think my kid is better than all of your fucking kids. Right. I think he is proud is what you're saying. Yes, agreed. <sighs> Come on, Billy. Thompson made a collection of old keys, which he found very useful for opening doors and houses of his victims. Uh, raping became his big pastime, guys. He raped all of the fucking time. He loved fucking raping. In fact, I actually have audio <laughs> yeah. of him. He went on a job interview. He didn't get the job, but here's the audio. Qualifications. Rape, awesome, and rape. You said rape twice. I like rape. Yes, he does. He likes rape a lot. That's him? No, goddammit. <laughs> okay. Blazing Saddles not make it over there. Oh, that. no, I just, I'm so worried. I was like, oh, my God, please say no. I was like, okay. wait, that's yeah. not a New Zealand accent. Wait. Well, guys, <laughs> well, guys, here's where we're going to start making distinctions between the two rapists here. The ages of his victims are varied, and he was often not discouraged when chased away. He would get chased away or caught or about to rape somebody. He would come back and find them later and finish the job. He would often torment his victims, and on one occasion, uh, he raped a 12-year-old girl and kissed her on the cheek and said, maybe you could come live with me. This girl was terrified for years after that that this guy was going to come back and get her, okay? Not all of his attacks were successful. Some girls fought back against him. One of them kneed him in the groin. He ran away. Another one cut him across the face with a, with a pocket knife. killed him. Yeah, me too. And in 1989, he broke up with his other girlfriend, and he became engaged in a custody battle over this other child. So he was very upset one day after he left the lawyer's office, as a guy he usually is. He custody of the kid? Yeah. Wouldn't that, like, cut into his raping time? You would think so. Raising a child? You would think so, but maybe he was going to train him to, like, I don't know, keep watch. Who fucking knows what he had planned? So that afternoon, he left the lawyer's office very, very upset, and he followed a 14-year-old girl to her home directly across the road from the lawyer's house and raped her. Okay. So, like, he literally left the thing. He's like, man, I bummed out. Oh, look, a 14-year-old. This guy raped kids. The ages that people, of people that he raped were from 10 to age 63. That's a fucking how, window. How long was he operating for? 12 years. Okay. And what happened to him? Well, I'm going to tell you. How many victims uh, do we know about? How oh, don't worry. Of? Oh, plenty. Don't you worry. All right, all right. Uh, he moved to uh, Menorah. I guess that's uh, Manuera. Manuera. Yeah. In February, he raped a 12-year-old girl four times in one attack. Finally... 
Wait a second. How do they distinguish? Is he finishing? Four, no, four he times? Ra- like he fucking raped her. Held her there, yes. raped her again, right. held her there, raped her again, held her there, raped her again. Then he fucking left. A 12-year-old to a 12-year-old. This guy's fucking the worst, Carl. And even you're quiet. doesn't make any sense, Rick. What do you mean it doesn't make any sense? I just don't know how you distinguish one rape from the next, but okay, whatever. So are you saying that, <clears throat> well, I mean. The separate- you could say that he raped her for hours. I don't know. I don't know what that means four times. What does that mean? What does that mean, play us out? I don't know what that means. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> well, it sucks. Now listen, <laughs> you, just, you keep going. In February 1993, in the suburbs of Sandringham, Joseph Thompson gained entry in a 25-year-old nurse's house where the young woman surprised him in the hallway. He beat her badly, raped her, and this time he was also committing other burglaries in the area. So not only is he raping, now he's just robbing people's houses, too, because he is a scumbag criminal. Sure. Uh, in March 1994... Don't forget that DUI. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah. And the attempted arson. Uh, in 1994, the police were compiling a list of possible suspects because we'll get to the final number in a little bit. But let's just say there's quite a lot of rape going on on that fucking island. Okay. Okay? So... And it's not just sheep. Sometimes it's people. Too. Sometimes it's people. <laughs> So you knew this was going to happen, right? Okay. <laughs> so the police are searching South Auckland, looking for this guy. Anybody who fits the description. The still the rapes continued until one of the victims fought back, and Joseph punched her in the face, punched her in the mouth, and broke her tooth. Uh-huh. And then she cut his fist with her tooth. So she had a blood sample from this guy. And this is the early, we're talking early 90s, so this is the early stages of DNA evidence. Okay. okay? So the police, they start deciding, well, this, whoever's doing this is probably been arrested before. Maybe we have a DNA profile, or maybe we yeah, have- Yeah, why don't we just check, just for shits and giggles, let's just see. Well, they start going down a list of people who've been per- in trouble, yeah. and they were starting to request DNA samples from them. Okay. So they, they made a list and then went to people and said, give us your DNA. Mm-hmm. Weird. You usually have to have a warrant for that. They can't just like force you to do it. Apparently in New Zealand, they can. I think they just sent them a postcard in the mail that said, free surfboard, come to the precinct. Dude, it's worse than that. All right. Uh, he got <laughs> married again. Okay. It's stupider than that. Is okay, what I was stupider, saying. All right. uh, meanwhile, at the start of 95, he got married. He moved away. And uh, he's looking for a new new life. And uh, he married her on March 25th. And on April 26th, Thompson was contacted for a blood sample, as many of those other people on the list were. Yeah. Thompson told the detectives, hey, listen, I, I'm a Jehovah's Witness now, so uh, I can't give you a blood sample, Smart. I guess. Like, he just made up some story. Yeah. And they said, well... Then we want a saliva sample. And he was like, uh, I'm a Scientologist. I'm a, and I can't give you saliva. Uh, Wiccan. I'm a Wiccan. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to come up with something, but uh, they were like, nope, give it to us. So apparently he didn't show up for the test. They went to go find him at his job. He was homesick. Uh, two policemen traced him back to someone else's house and they took him physically down to a station and did the testing. He tried to sabotage the testing by smoking directly beforehand. I guess you're not supposed to do that. He did it anyway. In mid-June 1995, police were advised that Thompson's oral swab had passed the first stage of identification and he was under tight police surveillance. It is believed that two attempted attacks were avoided during just this time because he was under surveillance. Like, they were watching him eyeball women, and then he kind of, like, looked around and realized, maybe I shouldn't right now. So right. they were very suspect, suspicious These of him. These are the types of details he puts in that are so unnecessary. Some when people the think second test turned positive, 
the police showed up to this motherfucker's house with four police cars and a police dog, and uh, it proved to be unnecessary because he opened up the door, holding his jacket, and said, I've been waiting for you guys. Uh. And they took him directly to the police station. He spent the weekend pouring out his confessions in video. They said to him, did you do this? And his exact words were, I did sex him up a little bit. Yeah. So he spent the weekend, like I said, confessing. Now, all in all, when all is said and done, he stood in court and pled guilty to 129 counts Holy of rape. Shit. 129 and how counts. many how many uh, victims did you have? Well, 25. Well, his victims were well into the 70s. Okay. So he almost raped three times the people that your guys did, and there were children. Oh, now there's math involved in this game? Yeah, there is. is that what you're telling me? He was also uh, convicted of 61 other sexual violations plus assaults. He pled guilty on all charges, which is believed to be the record number of guilty pleas in the history of the Commonwealth of New Zealand. Number one, Google result, everybody. Good job, Vinny. It's not, though. There's worse, there's, done it again. I was going to go murderers. I didn't think you would go rapist, too. You've done it again, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my creep. Congratulations, Vinny. Thank you. Thank you. He is the number one serial rapist in all of New Zealand. Steve, if you're not asleep, do you want to present your creep at this time? Um, I definitely found Vinny's acquisition way creepier than yours. The like. That's, <laughs> not, that's not how this game works, you asshole. No, but we're all in it for ourselves. No, but here. I'm just like, but like, if we, if we, if we have to, like, I mean, I'm just saying, it was he was creepy. vote after the show? All right, I'll be up online. You can go. Steve, vote. you get a turn here. You're allowed to. You get to no, tell I know, us you're like, now. I mean, I I've, know I did a good job. Thank I, you. I, I, I always do a good job. I'm a good boy. You're like, like grease the bobs here. I have the biggest creep in New Zealand. But oh, just, there's just never been any more uncomfortable a moment in my life than watching two straight white guys hey. play a game of who's got the better rapist. It's yeah, like, that's what this game is. Yeah, that's what this show is. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Now, <laughs> well, fun. my creep has hold not on one second anyone. before before you tell who your creep is. I just want you to know something. We have one listener. Uh, in the YouTube, uh, Rai Dongo, I mu he must be an attorney. He says he's from New Zealand, and he actually just said, is Steve going to do the person that I know you're about to do? Like, you have somebody in New Zealand who's super excited for this, just so you know. Go uh, ahead, Steve. Uh, my creep, uh, creepiest New Zealander is a gentleman named David Bain. Uh, this Why is do you talk about him like this? He was born <laughs> in the darkness. I was born in the creeps. I was murdered by it. Uh, this is New Zealand's most high-profile murder case. Okay. Uh, but the real creepiness of this story sort of resides in the family that David Bain came from. The This centres around a crime in 1994 on June 20th in New Zealand where five out of the six Bain family members were shot and killed. Right? Uh, the, I'm glad one survived. The surviving member is David Bain. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm going huh. to uh, just paint you a bit of a picture of David's family. Please do. In uh, the time leading up to his, uh, the murder of everyone that he was related to. Uh, his parents were married in 1969. Nice. Uh, 69. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, David 69. Was <laughs> David was their first child. Uh, and the family spent 14 years after David was born living in New Guinea, which is a very little 
fucking very racist. odd place. In I'm Australia. Um, racist. <laughs> everything is in Australia, yes. Yes. Uh, there were, of course, five other children, including himself, uh, and the family were kind of hippies. The mum was going on all of these spiritual journeys while they were living in New Guinea. They were originally from a small town. And she was just being passed around by, like, natives? I mean, potentially. I don't have those exact facts, but that's possibly what was going on. Uh, Stop with your fantasies over there, Vinny. Uh, they call me Papa New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Come on, it's a geography joke. Uh. Um, so their family's in New Guinea, and mom is kind of going on all these spiritual journeys, but they're a small rural New Zealand family from a small town called uh, Dunedin, which is in the South Island. It's um, it's probably about as big as Rochester as far as population goes, to be honest. Uh, Mum was going on these weird kind of bents where she would not look after the house. Um, the kids would run around naked. She would never clean. Uh, she went on this weird uh, journey where she started canning fruit, but then never eating any of it and letting it all go bad. Um, and her marriage and mental health was generally kind of starting to deteriorate. Um this mom uh, of the Bain family, Mama Bain, beat her dad down mentally. Uh, and it was less of a marriage and more of like a hostage situation where he was terrified of her. Apparently, uh, over their time in New Guinea, she sort of went on these spiritual journeys. But instead of coming back chilled out, she kind of came back with more of like a, I'm like a cult leader kind of vibe, but of her own family. Uh, so this powder keg. I got of- an aunt who did that. Keep going, sorry. One of these days, uh, I'll bring her in. So then this powder keg of mental health moves from New Guinea back to Dunedin after 14 years in New Guinea, and the mum goes crazy, uh, and she moves out of the house into a caravan in the backyard. Uh, now, so she's living in the backyard? She's living in the backyard because this tension is starting to brew between her and her husband, right? They've been to New Guinea, and in their time in New Guinea, she was so isolated, I guess, she started trying to go on all these weird spiritual vision quests and bring this mission back uh, to sort of to her family. Uh, she starts keeping this diary because her husband won't accept kind of the way she's behaving. She moves into this caravan and starts keeping her diary. And excerpts of the diary... Uh, while she's living in this camper van, she says that like God is speaking to her and that what she's writing about is the word of God, yeah. which is always a really no, no, good no. sign. Honey, that's just the radio. It's a radio in the camper van. It's not God. It's not the first person to think they were writing the word of God and a lot of those people we celebrate, but go ahead. So this next bit is where I think I'm going to actually, like I just needed to give you that context on the mum, okay? Got it. Kind of nuts, weird lady who went and lived in a camper van in the backyard. So this is where her son eldest boy david comes in because in the mom's diary after she says she starts to hear the voice of god she begins to referring to her husband and all of the other kids as sons of belial okay oh yeah that's a demon Mm. i know belial oh what do you know about belial i had a beer with him once a demon he's an open biker yeah <laughs> but he's but he's correct though but he's right he's, like, he's an open biker hey, hey guys how's it going god it's hot as hell and i would know hey my, hey, my name is belial you guys ever have to go buy condoms <laughs> well, well belial is like but he's right it's a demon that represents like 
laziness and uselessness. And mm. so she starts to write intensely in this diary. Uh, she um, she begins ranking her family members in order of belialness, okay. right? Which is always a good thing for your mum to do, is to be sitting down. <laughs> you always want to picking favourites, right? <laughs> but instead of picking favourites, yeah. being like, I'm going to rank you in order of who I think most represents this demonic possession that's going on inside you. Uh, her husband was obviously <laughs> top of the list, but Vinny, yeah. her dear sweet little David. Yeah. He was the least Belial in her eyes. Yeah, because he's the one who showed initiative and murdered his whole family. He's not lazy. Uh, yeah, well, he's actually, at this point, while mom's keeping the Belial tracking system uh, uh, afloat, David's having a really hard time fitting in after a year back in New Zealand. He is 100% the weird, smelly kid mm. at school that no one wants to hang out yeah, with. So New Zealander. <laughs> Look... There are normal people in New Zealand too, Vinny. There's okay. three it's, of them. It's low-hanging fruit, Paulino. You it's, just got to get over on this show. Listen, Joe, Vinny's the funniest guy I've ever met, okay? He's a great man. What is going on here? He gave me $20. What the fuck Dude, is going on here, Vinny? Stop it, I need the money. <laughs> I need the money really bad. He's doing it to piss me off. I know he is. He knows he's... Oh, God damn it. Listen, David comes back to Dunedin. He's having a tough time because he's the New Zealander of the school, right? Yeah. And he begins obsessing over girls, always good, often pretending he was dating them without them knowing. It's every girl's dream, I guess. (laughs) And planning their futures and stuff like that, right? So he's sort of starting to keep a few notes of his own and they're not very healthy. Um, He, to my knowledge, I don't think, I could be wrong, uh, it was ever accused of sexually assaulting anyone, but... Disqualified! Here's Disqualified. the thing. He planned a sexual assault of a girl, right? That he would see jogging while he was... Uh, when he was in his teenage years, he had a paper out. And there was a girl that he saw jogging on the paper out. And he went to his best friend and said he had a plan to rape this girl. Jesus! His, his plan was going to be that he would stash the papers from his paper out somewhere and then run off and rape this girl while she was out jogging and then go back and like dump all of his papers and pretend he delivered them but the paper out would be his ally and the weirdest part of this that's, was that he that's asked not a f- good plan well that's, that's not a- an impressive plan like strategically not great well this is the thing was he asked his friend do you think that's a good plan okay yeah. and his friend was like no, that's not a good plan. Not a good you plan. should not. You should not rape someone. Right. And he went, "Oh no, I know I shouldn't do that." But like, is the plan good? <laughs> right. <laughs> His friend was like, "Ask her out. Maybe she'd want to grab coffee sometime. Buy yeah. her a flower." It's like when Carl writes a song and people go, "There's no words," and he's like, "But the melody is the melody good?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, "That's not. No, no, no. I know. I know. It's bad. I'm just want to know if like the way Hold that on I'm going to go." I realize it's Hold only on. half a song, but does it sound okay? Hold on a second, see. Let me interrupt you real quick. Fuck you! All right, carry on. Yeah, like it's like Bill. It's a piece of garbage. <laughs> so he, so he's clearly a disturbed guy. I guess that was from some testimony that happened during the trial. Uh, so 1990 to 1994, the whole family starts to collapse. It's, I mean, obviously, did he execute on this plan or no? Huh? He didn't execute. He on the never, plan? to okay. my knowledge, never actually. Good, because it wasn't a good plan. But the the key here in this story is that the paper out was his ally that was what he was telling his friend alibi his alibi that's right that's the word i mean so his dad no no don't you understand an alibi an alibi is the name of a type of bird in new zealand it's uh Mm. an ally and that's vinny's absolutely correct about that because he knows a lot more about new zealand than most people would think because he's so clever vinny 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 
All right, carry on. <laughs> I like that song. It's about one of my favorite people. Um, God damn it! <laughs> Stop it! Vote, Carl. This is rigged. This is obviously rigged. So, Stop it. Unfortunately, uh, the dad is allegedly sexually assaulting one of the daughters, and that daughter moves out and becomes a sex worker before eventually moving back in with the dad. There was a very confusing scenario going on there. Uh, while this is happening, God tells mum that they need to demolish the entire family house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and make a new house, which is a temple to keep the family safe from all evil, which is always a sign that things are going well. Why not build the temple and then demolish the house? Like, that's the order I would have gone in. Just so you, you have a place to live while you're building. I mean, but God wasn't speaking to you. Correct. He Good was point. speaking to Mama Bay. He does work in mysterious ways. How many yes. universes have you created, Carl? You know what? Before you start second guessing the Almighty. That's a very good point. And I, I apologize. I stay corrected. So now I'm not sure if I have this next fact right, but apparently she basically turns the entire family into like a super cult at this point mm-hmm. and gets them to build this house, even going so far as to send one of her kids to school for like architecture design to help design and and get the house well that's actually a good plan so maybe send the kid (laughs) send the kid to architecture school before you tear down the house i would think but okay okay no the house is getting torn down and she has to go to school i like how i like how you're like but that plan that actually actually makes sense she's got better planning ability she does yeah well god was telling her to do all this stuff so i guess he's he's got the gift of foresight uh, so there's a weekend where David convinces everyone to come home. And they watch a documentary or something, and then the whole family goes to bed. Then David goes on his paper route, comes home, everyone's dead. He says he found them like that, and it must have happened while he was out delivering his papers. Ah, his ally. Ah, is that, do you want me to play this audio clip, Steve? Uh, I have an audio of David's 111 call to the police. Please, Vinay. What the fuck is 111? Uh, that's 911, but less confusing. You don't that's have so to stupid. press a 9 first. He seems very upset finding his family dead. Yeah, I don't think he's a creep at all. And uh, can I just say, to go back to our previous discussions, Beck W. made a really good point. God did not say he had to demolish her caravan during the construction. That's true. Oh, just okay. the house. So she she had somewhere to live, but everyone else, they had to get to work if they wanted a roof over there. All right, so the so, family died and David had nothing to do with it. Do we have any voicemails? Yeah, let's go right week? into it. I got that from Syracuse. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. All right, you got more? Uh, well, that's just, so he so that's his, that's his 111 call. Yeah. And uh, obviously it's always been alleged that... Um, he 
didn't sound like a person who was genuinely distraught. I think that the police officer there needs to get a lot of credit. That is the most New Zealand way to handle being called about a whole lot of people being dead I've ever heard, where yeah. a person just goes, oh, oh, all right. Then. And uh, what number are you calling from? <laughs> Whereabouts are you then? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so it was It was obviously what happened then is the police arrived on the scene. Uh, everyone's dead, all shot in the head with a twenty two rifle, uh, and it is room to room. Almost every family member is in whatever bedroom of the god temple i guess they're supposed to reside in okay and um the youngest uh child the younger brother steven is found uh he's found strangled with one of his own t-shirts uh and he has a bullet hole on his on his hand from what the mm. police reckon was that he Defense. was whoever they got to last and he tried to put his hand over the butt of the rifle and boom it went off but there are a few mitigating circumstances that the police have gone back and forth on uh for instance the father these police are not the best police in the world why don't they just pay like, somebody to say he's I guilty just say, in defense in defense <laughs> of the new zealand police they don't get this sort of stuff all the time okay like the idea that someone's been shot with a gun is always news to us all right a what <laughs> um, but uh, you mean you hit him with the boomerang? The father oh, a was gun. The father's <laughs> body was the warmest uh, of all of them. What's and your number? Initial sus the initial suspicion was that the father had gone and murder suicided everyone because there was a note on the computer upstairs in the house that said, "Sorry, uh, you are the only one who deserved to stay." which obviously was a suicide note left for David and weirdly signed David Bain. Um, which I thought was an odd choice for him to make there. Yeah. Uh, it said at the he bottom, signed the fucking... <laughs> yeah, it said at the bottom, from David Bain, not actually my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking laugh. No, he didn't do that. But uh, there's blood all over the house. Um, David has a book uh, in his room, a true, a true crime book about killing um, your family. And basically what, what happened was, was initially they thought it was the dad. And then after a while and looking at a bunch of evidence, for instance, uh, gloves were worn, uh, while using the rifle, but the dad didn't have any gloves on his person. Uh, when they found him dead, the dad was also, his outfit was freshly clean and there was no blood on it. And if he had gone through the house, murdering everyone, uh, there would have been blood all over it. And, the, and everybody in the neighborhood's uh, newspapers that morning were covered in blood. Everyone's <laughs> were covered in blood. It was another sort of slant that slightly tipped it. The New Zealand police were like, hey, I don't know. Yeah. I hey, need some more evidence here. Vinny, what's, what's black and white and red all over? Uh, a New Zealand newspaper. That <laughs> was, was almost as good as some of the jokes I've heard Vinny do at the comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, now it's turning. See, now he's mad at me. Ha, 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 ha. There's a whole lot of weird... I've got a whole lot of weird facts about the case, but in some, but basically, it kind of, he went to jail. David Bain went to jail for these murders, and it is still hotly contested to this day. He's out of jail. Okay. Uh, we managed to keep him in a little bit longer than Cosby. I think it was 16 or 13, or I think it might have been 13 years that he actually served. Okay. But there was a rugby player who, because there's one group of people who look at the evidence and go, the dad did it, and another group of people who look at the evidence and go, David did it. Most of New Zealand seems to think, it can't have not been David. You just look at photos of the guy. You brought a creep he, that most people in New Zealand think didn't do it? Like, so did you last week. You brought in fucking OJ, <laughs> asshole. Really, Shut the fuck everyone up. Everyone thinks he did it. Shut up. 
Up, you idiot. Look, if he didn't do it, it's super sad that he went to jail. But this is a photo oh. he took of himself. It's like a Freddy Krueger sweater. Yes, I know. That sort of seems a little bit like, ha-ha, I got away with it. And that's it's, the dad? That's the dad who supposedly did it. And yeah, she looks nuts. Yeah, she was nuts. And she, I mean, ultimately my creep is the entire Bane family. Because their story is just so disturbingly creepy. And whatever was going on in that family was so deep and dark and sinister that it let poor non belial innocent baby David to have to go grab his twenty two rifle and just kind of end it all. Yeah. You know, well, I brought in a serial sex maniac oh, who see, raped this is children. What he always does. He, immediately when you're done, he's like, yeah, but let's remember what I said. Yeah, because that's how you win. No, I wanted to ask you a question. Was the New Zealander who was in our chat, was that the person they were thinking of? Yes, 100%. Oh, okay. David Beatty called it. Okay, cool. There's the, one of the... Uh, there's... A, a lot of David Bain jokes in New Zealand. Like, oh, tell uh, us some. Uh, one guy says, "Hey, have you heard of David Bain?" Oh, don't you mean David Blaine, the magician? No, David Blaine is the guy who is an escape artist. David Bain is the magician who made his family disappear. That's good. Waka 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 waka. Don't open with it, Steve. Uh, ladies well, and gentlemen, I mean, you'd you need vote. intimate knowledge of David, but I don't think I'm doing that to American crowds. They'd be like, "Is that his mate, David Bain? Does he just not like him or something?" Yeah, yeah. Americans would be like, "Is that his mate?" <laughs> his friend david bain <laughs> so listen folks let's just recap this here because you could vote this week at thecreepoff.com there is carl's creep the second most prolific uh, rapist in new zealand history and of course the, and then of course uh joseph thompson uh serial rapist sex maniac uh raped children old ladies didn't give a shit and then carl uh this guy who may or may not have killed his family Steve brought, sorry. Um, and, and definitely strangled his younger brother to death with a t-shirt, which is quite violent and terrifying. Shot his own mother and father in the head. What do you do? Like, fucking knock out the Xbox controller? Like, how does... <laughs> I've gotten pretty close to strangling family members over stuff like that. What I like, though, is that we today we had to go through three horrible New Zealanders, and there have only ever been three. Um, oh, yeah, you don't think we can find a fourth if we uh, if we looked for it? Actually, okay. there is a fourth. There is someone that you guys missed out on. There was so, a guy last year who, like, stuffed a girl in a suitcase and hit her in the woods. He was just kind of gross. Though. That's nothing. Par for the course on the show. Let's do some voicemails. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse. We'd like to thank Elton John on taking his farewell tour to Syracuse. Syracuse has a long history of people wanting to end it all. See you, Sir Elton, in Syracuse. I looked it up. It's true. Elton John's farewell tour is going through Syracuse. Yeah. That's a very strange choice, don't you think, Carl? No, they they get a lot of big shows because they can pull from Western New York, Central New York, downstate a little bit. So if you're a big act like Elton John, all right, never mind. All right. (laughs) If you're a big act like the Isotopes, I'm going to do a geography. You might be able to play Syracuse. The Isotopes are playing Avon next month, but I don't want to brag. I believe it's pronounced Avon. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, your voicemails. Where to start? God, I really can't wait for you guys to do the creepiest retard on radio where Carl takes Jackie Martlin and Vinny takes fucking Jim Morton. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm Carl. I, I shit on you a lot, but I got to say, I'm, I need to apologize, man. I was going to vote for you with the fuck, with O.J. Simpson, but fucking Vinny came through with Bill Cosby. I'm sorry, man. I really am. I have to. I have okay. to vote for it now. Yeah, a lot of Sorry. good fucking did me, pal. Uh, good geek, uh, don't call me back. No problem. Hey, Carl, did you leave another voicemail? 
I might have. I got really drunk. Hey, Creeps, this. this is Carl. I want you to check out my new original podcast, Biggest Creeps in the Universe, where <laughs> me and my Italian co-host, Vito Gisaldi, ranks every creep from creepiest to um, uh, not-so-creepiest. Also, check out Vinny's new podcast, Biggest Debate in the Pizza Hut, where he argues with the cashier about whether or not they put extra cheese on his pizza. Check them both out. I know. That's I know when they don't do it, and they charge you extra. Vinny, I got a uh, voicemail. All right. One of the clears. What was the name of our episode last week? Uh, okay. So apparently this was a problem. All right. I'll, it I'll, was Dear Flabby. Dear Flabby. All right. I'll be playing the voicemail. Hey, this is for the creep off. Um, Dear Flabby is the name of a uh, recurring segment on Who's Right. Just thought you should know that. So, uh, yeah, Dear Flabby is taken up. Uh, and. All right. Is your fan base your copyright office? What the fuck? Well, yeah, exactly. There? Fuck you. What what show is this now? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Who could possibly know that this was taken by Who's Right? How would we ever be able to know that information? That'd be impossible for us to know. I would never ever trickle all the way up to yeah. Carl and myself. Everything's been taken by someone at this point. No, no one came running in here to tell us, dude. Don't name it that because of. Who's right or whatever? I think you guys are both retarded. Should it be Ask Flabby? Isn't it Ask Abby? It's Dear Abby, stupid. I'm pretty sure I was walking down the like uh, outdoor and garden section of Lowe's the other day, and there was a tick repellent called Creep Off. Interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. So, you know, where's your fucking voicemail about that, dude? All right, then. Now, listen, I want to point one other thing out on this. Should be Ask Abby. <laughs> I, I'm not the one who's wrong here. I chose that name because someone in the discord made that joke and i thought it was funny not the discord in the uh, youtube chat and i right. thought it was funny to name the episode after a joke somebody came up with so whoever that person it is, was probably is the copyright Wait, is this probably... just the name of an episode not the name of a yeah it was yeah. probably doug from who's the right. segment is called dear carl right this... oh well look you can call an episode whatever you want if you had a recurring right? segment who would still who cares now, who's this voicemail from now uh this next one here is uh, an actual Dear Carl. Oh, great. Okay. Oh. Here you go, Carl. Your chance to answer a listener question. I want to answer it for him. Hey, so, uh, Vinny, um, I'll be straight up. I'm against you. I'm for the Carl Cazaroos, but this question might turn me from his side to yours. Okay. And this is a Dear Carl. want to know, if I move to Thailand, which I plan to do, mm-hmm. how many lady boys do I have to fuck before it turns me into an Epsler like Carl? And uh, do I have to give foot jobs and then make my feet look like clubbed feet? Um, I'm changing my creep from David Bain to this guy. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And it means a lot to me. Thank you. Bye. I don't think that was a real question. I think he'd like to know how many lady boys does he have to have sex with before he could be an F-slur like you. All right. First off, that's offensive. Very much so, sir. Everyone knows fucking lady boys is not gay. Also, like, saying F-slur doesn't make it okay to say it. Like, you can't walk around going, what's <laughs> up think? my N-word, and go, I didn't actually say it, though, yeah. did I? Ask Kimberly from Kimberly and Back if you could just say N-word and make it, it makes it okay. No, I believe you mean from the show that we need to review on WATP. Yeah, we do. Kimberly's Revolution. Yes. Can I please know. be on that? You're coming on this weekend. Bring it. No, it's more work. You bring it. You're the worst. <laughs> we should do that as a bonus episode. That's right. a bonus worst. episode. He's the best. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, got, I got another voicemail out here, Vinny. Fucking. I got another voicemail out here. And yes, when you give a foot job, you should curl your feet in like the club feet. It does work better. Uh, this is uh, someone who's got your back. Ugh. I'm with you, Vinny. Me Even too. though you're like a real big kind of like a fat hippo type kind of guy, yeah. I'm with you. Thank you. Fucking Carl's from Spencerport. Ugh. <laughs> Spencerport. Carl, you probably started that fire, you fucking creep. You know what, Vinny? I was all I, I was fucking team, uh, you know, Kazaru, but you know what? Now that I know that Carl's from Spencerport, I'm really having some serious fucking doubts. I fucking feel like Spencerport. Oh I've... my god. Goodness. I feel like this voicemail has me in a headlock in a parking lot of a bar and just loves me to death. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Your crotch is raw. You know it's raw, especially because it's July. We're moving into July, and your crotch is fucking rubbed raw. What was I? What's Kevin Ricotta's joke? Fuck both you guys. You can both suck my dick. You can both suck my dick. Fuck both you. <laughs> so I had a little fun at the end. Uh, was Kevin Ricotta's joke when he wore corduroys and started a fire? No, his joke was, I started smoking the other day. A little Vaseline between the thighs. That's right. <laughs> Solved it, right? Fixed it right up. Uh, that's what it was. All right. I guess uh, we'll throw in this last one. Uh, we are in a little bit of trouble because uh, our marketing department is on the phone. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just wanted to say this once. This is uh, Josh from the marketing department. Um, Yeah, you guys are fucking up. I'm not going to fire Carl. I'm going to fire Croge. Nice! Just to, you know, fire a shot off the bow. But why the fuck didn't you guys release release a Patreon episode this week? The creep-off is already struggling. Surging, you mean. We need all the people listening we can get um be great if you guys actually tried Benny. even your podcast effort is fat so <laughs> okay you missed our meeting but uh we'll talk on monday fuck yourself sorry josh why do i feel like the marketing department is like the high school principal like why am i nervous you're all in big trouble we got a meeting with the marketing department oh no what you guys aren't time? marketable. But not Thanks. like the actual principal, like a guy who's just shown up to school one day and gone, I'm the principal, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't think Vice there's a lot principal. of credibility. Yeah. Josh, you go fuck yourself yeah, in your meeting. Fuck you, Josh. I'll be eating. You ready to uh, move on to the scum parade, Carl? Because Vinny's a creep. And Carl's a I'm not kidding around, they're both degenerate psychopaths with no business in a civilized society. And they're gonna take you on a scum parade. I don't know, that one actually... Wow, a man of one talents. <laughs> and it's not singing or joke telling. <laughs> Or apparently playing this game. Now, folks, I want to let you know that this week's Scum Parade, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, We're going to start off in Tennessee, shall we, guys? Let's do it. Clifford Polly Jr. allegedly used his personally owned black 2016 Dodge Charger, which was equipped with red and white flashing lights on the front and back, to block another car's path before pulling out a gun and pointing it at the driver. Now, this happened in Nashville. The police department there said, according to the report... 
At the time of the incident, Polly was wearing a uniform, quote, consistent with a police officer, end quote, which included a, quote, duty belt and patches that said he was, quote, private duty law enforcement. But have you what the about, fuck is that? Have you ever thought about being a newsreader? No. <laughs> you, you, should, you should give it a go. You're really good. Shut up. <laughs> you saying you want a piece of me? I'm coming over there. Several pieces. I just don't think I can afford it. Uh, you have to carry a lot to the car. <laughs> so, private duty law enforcement. The 34-year-old Polly, who said that he worked for a Nashville security company, allegedly told investigators that the driver of the other vehicle intentionally blocked him in, mm. making it impossible for him to drive away. That's why I pulled the gun on the guy. No, 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 no. Uh, other witnesses at the scene said that Polly made a U-turn and initiated his personal vehicle's lights, then drew a pistol equipped with the light, and with his firearm aimed at the other driver, Polly shouted, I don't want to shoot you, and told the person to get back in their vehicle. The warrant said WKRN also reported that the witness told police they heard Polly use his cruiser-esque personal vehicle's megaphone speaker as well to tell the victim, quote, I will shoot you. <laughs> Can I, can I tell you a funny story about myself, Vinny? Yeah, you got the lights on your car? This is a true story. I used to have a megaphone wired into my car in high school. And I, I just really loved fucking with people. I would drive by pedestrians and just fuck with them. I feel like this is something that I've been doing for a long time. Can I now. tell you, we would have been such good friends if I had known you had <laughs> I, that. I loved it. That would have been the most fucking fun ever. Oh, my God. I would just drive around just to fuck with you. They yeah, didn't just, know where it was coming from. Just around Spencerport? Just around Spencerport. Dude, I'd make fart noises into it. I'd yes. just pull up next to somebody and go... I would play my band <laughs> through it. People oh, could Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's a joke on people. <laughs> Polly was on call uh, with police dispatch. He called them. He was taken into custody late Sunday evening on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and criminal impersonation of law enforcement. He was booked into the jail, and his bond is set at $25,000. It's not clear whether Polly has an attorney at this time, but if he does, I assume it's probably just going to be him walking into court with an empty briefcase and glasses. With no <laughs> He's <lenses>. a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a biggie, bogey. <laughs> it's a callback. So, Vinny, you didn't yeah. pick up on this, and I, I understand why you didn't read this part of the story, but... There's about four or five paragraphs about these lights that he put out his car. Yeah. What are they called? Wigwag lights. Have you ever heard that term before? Never in my life. It sounds New Zealandish. I was thinking, considering that like Robin Quivers is like a lap dog at this point, you could call Howard and Robin Wigwag. Throw it out there. I never heard wigwag lights before. That's a new one. Are you trying to say that Howard Stern wears a wig? Yeah, you know, Wiggy. <laughs> Wiggy Stern. Did, did your buddy Shuli tell you that? No. Did Shuli tell you the truth about the, the hair? Shuli has told me that he's never seen any evidence that it's a, a wig. Uh huh. Uh huh. I did ask. Yeah, Howard Stern's hair is a wig. Yeah. That is the speculation from uh, a little place known as the internet. Yeah, I think that the premise of the joke was good. I think if Vinny had have delivered it, it would have been just a little more polished. I know, which is, I love it when Vinny sends me over these really long stories and then truncates them. I hate both of you. You both are two dear friends, and I want you both dead. Fair Next, enough. we're going down to Florida, shall we? Yep. In a place called Citrus County. Sheriff's Office authorities arrested 30-year-old Cassandra Brooke Hallmark on Saturday. Now, this story is terrifying, Carl. Can we agree? Well, yeah. I mean, it's Florida. Right. 
She was charged on attempted premeditated murder with a deadly weapon. Hallmark was jailed without bond, according to the arrest report. The sheriff's office was dispatched to a house under a report that a man was being struck by a double-sided medieval axe. Hallmark, who a witness identified as the man's alleged attacker, had run away. Deputies questioned the man who said he and another man were working on a water pump when he felt a thump on the rear of his head, stunning him before he felt uh, a second impact. Now, the deputies noted that an inch-long cut was on the back of the man's head, a couple inches away from the top of his spinal cord. Jesus. It was later discovered that this is the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. This woman took an axe to the back of his head, and the reason he survived is because he had another accident before where he had a steel plate in the back of his head. This is it the saved his life. This is the equivalent of the, like the cigarette pack. And your uh, the pack of luckies. Yeah, the pack of luckies. What does the cigarette pack stop? Well, bullets. Yeah, if you have the metal cigarette packs, it's oh, an old. It's a, I was gonna say like a packet of Marlboro Light, like twenties, isn't gonna stop a bullet. It's an old movie through. trope. I don't think it's actually ever you. happened. And then the guy like pulls out the little tin. Yeah, like, right. Ah, I'm still alive. Yeah. This so, is a horrific story, Vinny. Yes, it is. But it's still funnier than Mike Myers' 1993 vehicle. So I married an axe murderer. In a dickhead fool. Oh, I forgot you're a big Mike Myers. Oh, yeah, everybody loves that movie. Oh, I'm going to do the fat bastard voice again. <laughs> oh, I'll recycle this till the end of time. I'll be a cartoon ogre. Where did oh, she get the battle axe from? So. <laughs> she wants to keep the story moving. According well to the arrest too. report, right? Yeah. The man who owned this house had a shed on his property and this woman is just like someone who's known in the neighborhood is like a homeless person right and he lets her sleep in the shed occasionally yeah so that night before he let her sleep in the shed him and his buddy are out working in the backyard fixing the water pump she sneaks into his house where he has a medieval weapons collection yep takes a fucking battle axe off of the wall walks outside and boom smashes the guy with the fucking metal plate in his head and uh she got arrested do you think that, like, it was because she saw the battle axe and just went, oh, you don't see one of those every day. It'd be a shame to not use it. Well, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Right. It's not like she's like, I want to axe murder someone. Oh, what about what? My luck. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you don't axe. go, oh, this, I just happened to want to axe murder someone. I was looking for an axe. You guys yeah. both know I love to collect shit, and I'm going to tell you something right now. You're going to be a game worn, a figurine? A game-worn jersey is way more valuable than just one you bought at the store that you put in a frame. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Now, uh, she's in a lot of trouble. We'll find out what happens another time, maybe. We'll probably never talk to her about well, it. What am be- I going to do today? <laughs> Just looking around for inspiration. Oh, there's a medieval battle axe over there. Yeah. I've, been, uh, I've been sleeping in the shed all night. Uh, it's nice to be in the big house. What? Can I do all I've been here? Maybe she just took it for a walk and she was like walking down the street with the medieval battle axe and the guy with the metal plate in the back of his head went, you won't believe how resistant my head is to that. Come over here and check this out. Yeah, you think he was talking shit? <laughs> well, no, he was just like, <laughs> you can't chop off my skull. <laughs> yeah. He was like, this is crazy. I was talking to a friend of mine last year. I was like, if I, hey, if anyone ever tries to attack me with a battle axe, I have a metal plate in my head. I'll be fine. And now here I if am. If they come at me from it. behind. If they come, only if they come at me from behind. Now, uh, I'm going to move on from this story because I'm tired of it. And that is the, that's broadcasting experience. More criminal charges have been filed against an Elizabeth, New Jersey landlord. Steve and Carl, did you know this? Did you hear about this one? 
An Elizabethan yeah, see New Jersey landlord? Yeah, Elizabeth, New Jersey is a place. Oh, Elizabeth. I thought yeah. you meant like Elizabethan. Like, like from that time yeah. period? Yeah, like, right. He wears just, like an accordion around his neck. Where's the red? It does feel like what we're doing now, though, is we're like going back to the like Elizabethan times and going, who, what other crimes did they do that we can fucking lynch ta- them for? I'm going to tell you something right now. If this was Elizabethan times, this guy would have had no problem. That's true. This right. guy would have he was had doing people z- a favor. Zero problem. What was his gimmick? Okay, so uh, he has been charged by local and federal authorities oh as uh, being a serial sexual predator who preyed on his tenants in exchange for helping them with their housing situation. <sighs> Joseph Centani, 74, was rearrested Wednesday and charged with five additional counts of second-degree sexual assault and seven additional counts of fourth-degree criminal sexual contact. The number of alleged victims related to the criminal charges are now 20, and the total number of criminal charges against him are up to 35. Look, affordable housing always comes with a price. Either you're getting fucked by the government, you're getting fucked by Joseph. I'll just pick one. <laughs> I reckon if Vinny went to government's apartments, like if Vinny showed up and was like, I'd like to rent an apartment here, and the guy would go, yeah, that's like 1800 a month. And Vinny would go, is there any way I can... Yeah, he's like, I don't have that much money. Any, he's like, any no, way I can bring it down? No, it's 1800 I don't dude. have that much money, Mr. So landlord. it's still 18, It's going up, actually, 1900 I'm shaking my tits at him. Come on, No, no, dude. I, I actually think we're full. I don't think we have any vacancies. Vinny's so. coming out. Coming on on your face. Okay. Uh, So, this guy is a real fucking scumbag. Yeah. Okay? Sounds awful. Uh, According to the complaints, the complaints, the victims, are both male and female. Okay. Ranging in age from 22 to 61. Authorities said in one incident, according to court documents, Centeni allegedly forced a young mother of three on the verge of homelessness to perform oral sex in exchange for an apartment. That's a very generous thing to do. It's a very generous offer, don't you think? This woman's going to suck dick for one reason or another. It's a, it's summer Free right housing. now. I'll stay outside. <laughs> it's summer. Old he's, like, he's like gas, grass, or ass, honey. No one stays here for free. This is an old tenant. His exact words to her were, quote, you know what you have to do. And then he allegedly laid down on a bed and started rubbing his dick in front of her. Ah, the Giuliani. I think it's horrific. Giuliani. It's horrific, obviously, like to prey on your tenants if they're in a disadvantaged situation. But I disagree. But there are times when I like was Auckland is one of the most expensive cities in the world to live, and my rent was three thousand five hundred dollars a month. And if the landlord at that house had have said to me, I believe they're called wigwags in but New Zealand. We can half that if you, you know, right? I'd be I- like. Okay, but I'd almost go, wait, what's the cost of, what if I hire, what happens if I just hire a sex worker to come here and do it? Honestly, I was thinking about Offset that. If you give these people the option, like, okay, we won't let you trade oral sex for rent anymore, but also now you got to pay the full rent. They're like, oh, I didn't think this all the way through. Uh, so you're saying I'm evicted. Okay. And then the lady was like, does that have to me? Could it be one of the kids? Like, just- <laughs> <laughs> Can you offer it though? Like if you're in a place where rent is really high, is it illegal to go... Okay, like $2,500 a month. It's an like, interesting point, because it, it only it works like it goes one way. Right. It's worked half the time for me. <laughs> right. Like, if you're a tenant, though, you can't, like, the police won't show up and go, hey, you tried to exploit your position as a potential or whatever to get a thing. But I suppose it's because you're not really, you're like, oh, well, I'll go see if anyone does one. Is that why producer Chris stays with you all the time now? Oral sex is always illegal. This is America that we're talking about. Is it, though? <laughs> 
<laughs> it probably actually there are probably states where you're not allowed to do it at all still i wouldn't be surprised if an alabama sodomy yes of course not and one of the charges we hear about before the court today this man placed his mouth upon this man's <laughs> genitals and that is illegal here in the state of alabama agreed <laughs> it is very illegal in alabama i would assume because they are not brothers but if they were it would be fine i denounce it now they ladies and gentlemen it. This guy owns 18 buildings in Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> totally Amazing. hundreds of apartments. This guy's a sex addict. He's like, I gotta buy more buildings. I just, <laughs> I just need units. I need units. <laughs> That's awesome. He hung all the wallpaper himself. Yes. Uh, many of the units are rented by low-income renters who utilize housing vouchers. So this guy, he's in a lot of trouble. The federal government, the DOJ, filed a separate lawsuit last year uh, claiming that he violated the Fair Housing Act. He's got all sorts of problems, so fuck that guy. Yeah. And you get a break on your rent. Now, Conroe, Texas. Let's head out to Texas to close up this fucking shit show, shall we? Yeah. Conroe resident Raul Longoria, a man previously convicted of attempted murder, has been sentenced to prison for raping a Montgomery County woman who has a child's intellectual capacity. Longoria's victim was a 31-year-old living under her mother's care as she was previously deemed legally incapable of caring for her basic needs due to having an approximate mental capacity of an 8-year-old. Oh, no. The DA's office mentioned... Uh-oh, retard alert! Retard alert, class! I mean, this guy was a real jerk. Talk about you, Carl. Now, on May well, 17th, retarded. 2019, Lagoria, who was residing near... <laughs> Just say, like... In East County, in a garage apartment on the same property. So this guy's living above the fucking garage or some shit uh, from where these people are. He noticed that the mom was out. Okay. Longoria, this is the craziest fucking story I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. This guy's like 63 years old, mm -hmm. okay? Longoria overpowered the disabled woman who tried to fend him off with a pair of scissors. He then used a stun gun to <laughs> subdue her. <laughs> then, then he made her watch pornography on his phone. All right, how gross is this retard that he has to watch porno to get in the mood to fuck her? I'm picturing Wendy the retard or Wendy the slow doll with like a shitty diaper. Carl. He's like going down. He's like, oh, God, fuck me. Carl, this is so, she was so gross that the device's battery died and he had to leave <laughs> yes. to go get a charger. He was watching porn for hours. Like, Wait, fuck. He left to phone, get a charger? The phone yes. battery died. He was watching porn so long. <laughs> Couldn't get it up. That he, had, he went to go get a, char a charger. That's when... She took the opportunity to escape, thank God, and ran barefoot a quarter of a mile to a, in a severe rainstorm to a store where she phoned the police. Imagine being like a chainsaw massacre guy, and you've got all the teenagers backed into a corner, and you're about to chop their limbs off, and then your fucking chainsaw goes, too, 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 yeah, too, you're out of gas. Oh, can you guys just wait here a minute? I'll be right back. This guy's hey just there. like, I, I, was, the car. I was so close. <laughs> I was so close. Fucking battery. Goddamn these older iPhones. <laughs> I knew I should have upgraded. I knew I should have upgraded to the 12. So then uh, the retard gets up and goes. <laughs> she really scurried out of there. Ooh, that's a bingo. Now, what the uh, hell was that? <laughs> Christoph Waltz. Uh, he plea guard. Okay. So this guy was also spent 20 years in prison for a 1983 attempted murder case in Harris County. He plea bargained uh, down to 20 years after he left a woman in a ditch after beating and raping her and slitting her throat with a knife. Yeah. I mean, 
that's as attempted murder as attempted murder gets. Let's just call that murder. Mm. Like, it's just a miracle that she didn't die. Yeah, exactly right. What we have here, gentlemen, is not so much an attempted murder as we have a miracle. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes, correct. So prosecutors also presented evidence Longoria received a six-year prison sentence for a third DWI Jeez. offense in 1995. The DA's office added he was sentenced Thursday to 80 years in prison. Hey, I love it when there's good news, isn't there? And there was much rejoicing, yes. Thank yeah. Did you Fuck see the yeah. Did you see the photo of this guy? Oh, they beat the shit out of him. Dude, he got the old Rodney King treatment by the police. Oh, the cops. You tried to rape a retard, you fucking asshole. Like, they beat him to within an inch of his life. Yeah, he, he was, was bad. fucked up, bloody. And I am, I am for it. Yes. That's when beat the shit out of that sense. Beat him up. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Leave other people alone. Beat up the rapists. Pedos, beat them all up. I'm fine. You fucking know all about this shit. No, I don't. I don't know anything. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our creep off for this week. Don't forget to vote at thecreepoff.com. Carl, did you have a nice time today? Time to quit talking. I had a great time, and I want to thank Steve for coming on. Thanks for having me here. Is it true that Cosby's really swole now? Like he got really buff in jail? Yeah, he can see again. He's witty. He's having fun. Oh, is he just putting pop? Ready for his comeback? Dude, he really can see again. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a miracle. He was lied about being blind. Ah, you think? He was like, couldn't walk, couldn't see. Now he's doing uh, jumping jacks down the street. And OJ didn't do that. Bill Cosby did. But just you fucking voted for OJ. Fucking assholes. I don't want to live in a world with you people where you think that OJ's creepier than Bill Cosby. Whatever. Stop. He's nowhere near as creepy as the guy who, like, was kind of weirdly brainwashed by his mum, then murdered his whole family, though. That guy. Steve, anything you want to promote, my friend? Besides, David Bain being besides the creepy. Besides David Bain. Uh, July 21st, if you're in Rochester, I have a show here at the Carlson, but that's pretty much it. All right. Well, well ladies. Oh, and I also want to promote Vinny. Of Outstanding guy. Handsome gentleman. Vinny, you're going to be at the Comedy Club this weekend. Oh. I was. <laughs> you are a piece of shit. I'm a bad person. You're a horrible human being. We don't usually go these lo- this long on this show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Since Carl's decided to kick me along down, <laughs> really? I'm going to explain that to you. And just to let you know what a bad person Carl is. A bad person. Oh, you're going to try to use this for sympathy points? All right, go ahead. So your pal Vinny hasn't gotten a weekend to work stand-up since covid so it's been quite a while and i was very much looking forward to doing five shows uh as the middle act the feature act 20 minute sets with rachel feinstein who's a great comic very 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 funny person very from new york she's a beer at the club and it would have been very nice to work with her i was excited for it and uh i got told maybe an hour before the show that uh, oh by the way rachel's bringing her feature sorry pal you're out of luck You're like Kermit the Frog, but he's, he's evil. <laughs> right. I'm the evil Kermit. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I got to go now. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Good gear. People can't find you on Twitter or something like that? Wrigglemania. Wrigglemania. Like Wrestlemania, but Wrigglemania. All right. No wonder you think Vinny's funny. I don't know if I want any of your fans to find me. That's more, <laughs> that's more the thing. Disgusting, vomit-inducing.